Well, hello there. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Except for me. Except for me, Evan. <laughs> it's time for the Praise Song Cruncher Marathon. Uh, this is where we <laughs> finally get to all the praise songs which you've wanted us to crunch for oh so long. We finally get to it now today on Table Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's let's start by by talking about the cruncher, why it is that we, we do this little thing called the Praise Song Cruncher and uh and and then we'll start getting into the song. So, this is actually on our website. You can go to our website tabletalkradio.org and then go to the articles thing and then there right there the praise song cruncher. And this is a little article that uh Pastor Wolf Miller put together. How long was this? What, 3 years ago Ages now? Ages ago. Yeah. When I, I was like 4 years old. This this is the one thing you've written that's gotten uh the most miles on Table Talk Radio, at least. I know. I am trying to figure out how to reproduce the magic of the cruncher, but there is. It's <laughs> tough. This is tough. Well, we came close with the uh, the how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. Yes. That's along the same all, vein. And that'll all be in the survival guide. Now, the reason why this came about is because, look, there's this big controversy about music in church, and and the question is, you know, with the with the introduction of praise music, is this good or bad or what? And and the problem is, really, when it comes to asking, you see a song and then you want to try to evaluate it, and the one question that we're trained to ask is, does it have any false teaching? The the trouble is, is and I started to notice this a while back. You would ask that question, and that just that question wasn't enough because. Um, it's because oftentimes there's no teaching at all. So because you don't have any teaching, you don't have false teaching. It's like asking a, a fire hydrant if it has false teaching or a tree if it has false. It just uh, there's just no teaching at all. So so we wanted to develop a tool that would help us get our hands around the uh, around the praise song and the content and and what it's going after and. And as we started to look at this, we realized that the big thing that the praise songs had in them was a strong mystical character. It was about plugging in to the to the to the divine power source, and the song is going to plug you in, and then you're going to be zapped. Okay, now what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being zapped by the divine power source? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, presumably the thing that's wrong with it is Jesus doesn't say anything about it. I mean, what Jesus comes to do, he sinks himself into our flesh and blood and gives his life for ours. Uh, he dies on uh, in our place on the cross so that we could have life eternal. That's what Jesus is up to. But this, there's just a different, it's a different re- religion, really, a, a totally different teaching that says that God is the divine power, and we, through an emotional experience, have plugged into him. That's not, it's not the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus has come into our sin and died for us on the cross, that we stand in need of reconciliation and redemption, and Jesus, through his death and resurrection, provides that. Uh, this mystical idea that we have some sort of internal connection with God uh, and that salvation is found in unity in this kind of, um, what is this called? We kind of... Where you're latching up with God, uh, that's a that that is just not that's a different doctrine. Now, uh, talk to the person, Pastor, that that has maybe grown up in the Lutheran Church, and uh, they kind of identified the Lutheran Church as as being kind of uh, stagnant. It's it's you know 
maybe maybe boring. I don't know if boring is the right word, but uh, there's there's no emotional f- feel in the in the Lutheran Church, at least not from their experience. And then they they go off to college or they uh, invited to a different church, and there's this great um, uh, uh, service where where it's all about being engaged, and and you're engaged, and and then inevitably from this service is is some sort of emotional appeal. Now they identify now with with true Christianity uh, as being some sort of a relationship with God, the, encountering this this uh, this zap as you described it earlier on a regular basis. Um, well, now talk to that person about right. uh, about Christianity. Yeah, this is I mean this is a tough thing because uh, when Christianity for you is defined in this relationship mode in this. Um, this experience of intimacy with the divine, and that is your definition of Christianity. The, the, well, you are going to be terribly offended by the praise song cruncher. I mean, just get ready for that. But but it's meant to offend you because this is a dangerous understanding of the work of Jesus. He did not come to give you some sort of experience. He came to forgive your sins. And and this is why this is so important: is that that forgiveness of your sins is true. Whether or not you are having an emotional experience of it, it's true if you feel it or if you don't. It's true because it's accomplished outside of you. It's accomplished by the death of Jesus on the cross, and it's delivered outside of you by the Word of God. So this internal religion, I mean, this really makes our souls and our spirits and our emotions the the playground of the devil. He loves that sort of subjective religion where it, it, it all depends on my own feeling because then we, we have nothing to stand on. It's like like James says, being tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. That's that's not how the Lord intends it. He, he wants to deliver to us certainty, and the way that he delivers to us certainty is not through mystical experiences, but through his death and resurrection and the proclamation of that death and resurrection. Now, uh, the, the praise song cruncher then was written specifically to to expose this. So this is why, I mean, from time to time we get emails from people saying, "Hey, you should run this hymn through the praise song cruncher," and uh, explain why that why the the praise song cruncher doesn't really attack bad hymns. <laughs> well, right, and that's true. There are bad hymns, uh, and just because a song makes it through the praise song cruncher doesn't mean it's necessarily a good song. Um, although. It's tough to make it through the cruncher, I yes, will admit. It is. But it's it is it's trying to it's tr- the cruncher is there to weed out uh, mysticism. Now, the, I I really think you know our like our little uh, how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker that this would be very dangerous if it fell into the wrong hands. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if the youth speaker got a hold of it, and he said, "Oh boy, I'm gonna just <laughs> use this formula to become the greatest, most popular youth speaker in the whole world, going around emotionally manipulating everyone." So luckily, the same th- luckily, no youth speakers listen to Table Talk Radio, so we're safe right. there. Right, well, we're safe so far. But this is this similar sort of thing with the praise song cruncher because. I'm convinced that the reason why Lutherans do praise songs so bad is because they just can't go full-on mystic. I was at a praise service just the other day, and I was thinking this: how terrible this is because they have no idea what the goal of this. But if you talk to a praise, <laughs> a, like a professional, real-on, full-on praise song guy, they, they're going to be clear that the goal of the worship time, the worship experience, is to lead people into the presence of God. And how do you know if you're in the presence of God? You just know it. You feel it. It's an internal sort of thing. It's to it's to shape this experience. 
And so we want to, uh, th- that's why, I mean, that's a particular aspect of the praise song that we're, that we're getting after in the cruncher. Right. So the point is that, that, uh, and, and this is, this is something we note in this whole, this whole discussion of, of, of worship style. I mean, I, I hate that, that people think it's all about style, but, but that, that, that praise songs and hymns have two entirely different motives. They, they have yes. two different yes. goals. They're not even in the same camp. So this is what we do with the praise song country. Now let's go through this. Uh, Pastor, talk about these questions which you ask on the praise song cruncher and why you put these together. Yeah, well, the first question is, is Jesus mentioned, yes or no? And if yes, is it by name or concept? Does it say Jesus or does it say uh, the one crucified upon the tree or whatever? That's a concept versus name, etc. So this is, um, uh, th- this is the idea here with uh, the first question. Second question is, uh, let's see if I remember, clarity? Mm-hmm. Does the song use sentences? I should since we're going to be doing this for two and a half hours, I should probably pull this. <laughs> uh, so I don't have to ask you every time. Table talk radio. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll describe this one as, as you pull it up. <laughs> this is is this song clear? Uh, wondering if it, it uses sentences with subject, version, object, or sentence fragments. Because one way to really draw in the mystic to create an experience is to 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 use sentence fragments. So there's some uh, ambiguity of what is being said here. Uh, when when you use sentences, you 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 make exclusions because you're making points with sentence, sentences. But when you talk in an abstract with like poetry, uh, then you then you really start to create this this experience. Yeah, you, yeah, that's right. So these sentence fragments, this kind of visions and picture language and things like this, are par- part of the mystical experience. To where you're just you're not actually saying anything. You're using words to communicate, not an idea. I mean, an, an idea, but not an actual, you know, real sort of concept. So you're 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 creating impressions. That's what it is. You're creating, and this kind of, your mind is now being impressed with different things. This is part of the experience. That's right. All right. Second one, third question is mysticism. Where in the world is this on our website, by the way? <laughs> ah, here it is. Praise Sound Crunchy. Got it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so mysticism. Uh, this is this is really the meat, the beef of the praise song cruncher. Uh, is it subjective or is it objective? Is the song about the things that God has done or is it about my own emotions and experiences? Does the song repeat the same phrases over and over in a hypnotic mantra? So that's both a material principle of, of mysticism and also a formal principle of mysticism. In other words, you, can, you could probably sing an objective song in a mystical way. Uh, the the mystical way of singing is this constant repetition, etc. So this is the mysticism uh, question, and uh, ten is objective, and one is subjective. So if you're doing well, you have the high numbers. If you're doing poorly, you have the low numbers. Right. Okay, I found num- it here, by the way. Number the four is law and gospel. Uh, so this is the proper distinction, right? So we're looking uh, in the preaching of the law, that that being the uh, the commandments or uh, the things that that God demands of us, and so what we're what we're looking for in the law is that it shows the 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 wrath of God, that it shows us that we're condemned by the law. We don't ever want law teaching or preaching to teach us that we can do that which God commands us, because of the fact of the matter is we can't do. We're we're uh, born sinners and we can't please God. Uh, the only way we're pleasing before God is by the gospel, and that is the uh, uh, the the pure gift uh, of of salvation and forgiveness won because Jesus died on the cross in behalf of us. He took that wrath of God in the law and put it upon Himself, uh, which is which is 
good news for us, uh, given for us. And so now all we want is this properly distinguished. So we want uh, the law uh, uh, to, to show us our sin and the gospel to show us our salvation. And this must be properly divided in a praise song. Yeah, that's right. That's important. I mean, any anything that comes into the church has to have this distinction, law and gospel. I mean, that's what that's what the Lord is doing in His Word, and so everything in the service, everything in the church, should be constantly revolving around these two poles of law and gospel. So we want our music to do that as well. Yeah. And then the last one is is what you were talking about before. Is it any false doctrine? Right. And that's and oftentimes we've noticed this pattern that when you have when it's unclear and very mystical, then you just you can't even answer this question. So, it does it have any false doctrine? If the answer if you can't answer the question, uh, that's particularly bad. I in our <laughs> I went to oh yeah I was going to for this show, come up with a super equation where where you have J plus C over M minus oh, yeah. <laughs> F or whatever. I I forgot to do that. I was working on it for a couple you know, for a couple of days, but I couldn't, couldn't quite <laughs> That's get all you got done those two days was working on this formula. Right, that's right. Uh, okay. Well let's let's crunch some praise songs, shall we? Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. These were all submitted to us by the way to our uh, email address questions at tabletalkradio.org. I didn't pull any of these from Facebook. Uh, because I'm against Facebook. You didn't? These nope. are all straight from email? It's true. Oh, man, our, for, our poor Facebook fans. <laughs> That'll teach them. They want to get on Facebook Dear after Facebook this. Facebook fans. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I'm this- so sorry. I apologize. I'm, maybe after Evan goes off the air, I might do a little praise song crunching just for you guys. Oh. Just a little. I don't know how to do the show by myself, but I'll figure it out for our Facebook fans. All right. Uh, well, this first one is submitted to us. It's called Resurrection. It's by Nicole... Uh, Sponberg, I think is how you say it. But here, here's uh, the song of Resurrection. I sit in silence wondering what led me to this Wait now, hold on, wait a second. Stop it right there. <laughs> uh, can you have a song that says, I'm sitting in silence? Could you actually sing something? I'm already stumped. I love these praise songs that are talking about the problem of, of being a praise song. this for two and a half hours <laughs> oh i hope it doesn't take that long oh man mm. i think i've got seven on the list i hope it doesn't take us that long all right uh jesus is jesus mentioned anywhere in this song um this song is miserable <laughs> this is i mean this is like the per- picture perfect mysticism nonsense i mean yeah, this is one of the uh, worst ones n- today 
You start off with a bang. <laughs> Let's see. I'm reading through the parts you didn't play. You speak and all creation falls to its knees, whatever that means. You raise your hand, calm the waves over the raising sea. Hey, now maybe that's a mention of Jesus. You calm your hand and calm the waves. Of the, that's what Jesus did. I remember that. You have a way of turning winter to spring. That's what Santa Claus did in the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> You make something beautiful out of all the suffering. That's maybe a uh, tip to the last part of Isaiah, a beauty to a beauty from ashes. Let's see here. Here I am once again. I'm in need of resurrection. And by resurrection, they mean like a shot of Red Bull. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I just grabbed a mountain, dude. This is, the worst, the, this is the, wor- the worst way to talk about the resurrection. No, I don't... Aside from the... You raise your hand and calm the waves of the raging sea... The only that might be a slight tag of mention of Jesus, but just barely—I don't even think it's enough to count. So, in concept, would that be considered in concept? Yeah, it, it, that'd be a concept if we're going to let it stand. But I'm just about not ready to let it stand <laughs> yeah. because. Who now else look would at it this. Be? Why wouldn't it stand? Oh, hold on. Well, <laughs> because it's so abstract. You speak, and all creation falls to its knees. You raise your hand and calm the waves of the raging sea. You have a way of turning winter to spring. Now, the point of this is, does, does Jesus speak and all creation falls to its knees? Well, no. I mean, that's nowhere in the Bible. That I don't even know what creation falls to its knees. It's like well, Saturn is going to get its knee pads on. Every knee will bow down. Is that? Uh, all, all in earth and above the earth and under the earth. I mean, I guess that could be. But that's notice that's at the name of Jesus. Uh, uh-huh. Not at the speaking of Jesus. Very good. So, so this, uh, I don't know, the, the Son of Man will descend with a shout and the dead will be raised. That's about as close as you can get, I think, to that. I don't know, unless there's some verse in Isaiah that I'm not thinking of. Uh, all right, we'll let it stand. Jesus, by way of, uh, I'll concede the point. <laughs> Jesus, by way of implication here. Okay, uh, and then the next is uh, clarity. Uh, ten for very clear or one for obscure. I like here, by the way, how it normally in a praise song it'll be talking to God, but it, you don't even get around to that until the chorus. Um, but the whole first part, I'm at a loss for words. There's nothing to say. I sit in silence, wondering what led me to this place. How did my heart become so lifeless and cold? Where did the passion go? Hmm. Um, that, for some reason, reminds me of the song "Where Did All the Cowboys Go." <laughs> uh, don't know why. Where did the passion go? There's no mention of God at all. I've used up all my strength. I've lost the feeling. I'm numb to the core. I can't fake it anymore. Which do you want to say? Well, how long were you the praise band leader and you were faking it? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, you're right, this, though. This is attacking the very thing. Because uh, we had another one of these songs, didn't we? Where, where? Yeah, uh, what was that song? I, I have no idea. They're all kind of a blur back there. Once, once they're crunched, they're just kind of in this big <laughs> recycle crunches. bin there. But, <laughs> didn't but, they call the trash heap in Jerusalem Gehenna? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, uh, there was something about how I've lost the feeling and yeah. I've just just been going through the motions and I don't want to just go through the motions anymore and all this stuff. But I think there's something to that because because we can, can you imagine that doing this, getting getting emotionally uh, shocked week after week after week. Uh, after a while, that would start to grow pretty, pretty dim, don't you think? Like pretty soon. Well, yeah, I to... know exactly what it, I know exactly what it feels like. Because what is this? We've been doing table talk radio for like 115 weeks now, and it, 
week after week. Zap. <laughs> oh, the tabletop radio. Zah, zah. Sometimes you just can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> no, no, I remember. I remember going to the when I was in the praise band service, and it's just, and you have this manufactured intensity and emotion and and sincerity and authenticity, and you go. <laughs> Which is the weird thing? You go and you practice your spontaneity. Okay, now you go to the desk camp. Now we're gonna go soft, da, 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 and you go through all this old jazz <laughs> so you can create the experience. <sighs> ah, and it's it's just and you and if you start to uh, if, if you if you sit there and you say uh, you say well let's just you know be real people and have a real conversation. It's like no no it's not enough. It's not a te- it's not authentic enough. We gotta we gotta really work on our authenticity. And you, you just think about that for a second. You know, you're gonna really, you're gonna practice your authenticity. Yeah, that's just straight. I mean, you just just be authentic for heaven's sake. <laughs> Don't practice it. You know, he's like, well, I, I would think you're authentic, but you didn't practice it being authentic long enough. Yeah, Pastor it's Wolf weird. Miller and I, by the way, spend hours practicing our humor before we go on the air. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's really bad when we don't practice. <laughs> I don't know. How to get you guys should be so thankful oh, that we man. put hours into the into the timing of our jokes. <laughs> All right, so let's just get on clarity. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. Well, uh, it does use sentences, presumably. Here I am at the end. Period. I'm in need of resurrection. Period. Only you can take this empty shell and raise it from the dead. Yeah, so it uses sentences. I think the grammar's okay. Now, what it's actually talking about is so full of abstractions that, for example, um, I'm in need of resurrection. Now, normally, someone would think, I'm in need of resurrection. That would mean that they're dead, (laughs) you know, and now you need to be raised to newness of life. But what it means here is that I'm not, I've lost that love and feeling, you know. I don't feel it anymore. (laughs) <laughs> for, we can crunch that. That would, I mean, that's the kind of the. Uh, that's it for the praise song cruncher. I've lost that love and feeling. I, I because, yeah, uh, well, anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right in the middle. While it does use sentences, etc., I'm gonna put this at a five because that it it talks in such abstractions. All my efforts seem like chasing the wind. I use up all my strength. There's nothing to give. I'm numb to the core. I'm lifeless and cold. My passion's gone. I'm in silence, even though she's not in silence. She's actually singing, but never mind that. <laughs> well, uh, but wait, is it, it's interesting what this song does because the title is Resurrection. And, of course, you think, oh, the, like the resurrection we have in Christ. But as you said, like this chorus, here I am uh, at the end. I'm in need of resurrection. Only you can... Uh, take this empty shell and raise it from the dead. It's obviously she's not singing why she's dead, nor is this a, a funeral hymn. Uh, but but instead, <laughs> she it's emotionally dead. That this empty shell yeah, yeah. is her without yeah, yeah. without passion. Because the Bible does talk about resurrection that's not a physical resurrection, a spiritual resurrection. That is the hearing of the gospel. So the contrition, which puts us to death, knowing our sinfulness, and then the and then the joy and life that comes in the forgiveness of our sins. So there's that. But it but here it's not. I'm it's not that I'm a sinner and I'm I'm standing in in a deserving position of God's wrath. No, no. It's a it's saying I just, I just don't feel it anymore. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The sparks of my emotions have gone, have died down. The flames have withered. So did you give this a clarity rating? A ten five. Degree? Oh, five. five. Okay. Yeah. 
So mysticism is next. Objectivity versus subjectivity. Oh, this, this is off the charts mystic nonsense. This is just so subjective. I mean, it's singing about. Now, this is. A, I mean, there is a mysticism that says, "Hey, you should feel it." This is the song that's saying, "Hey, I don't feel it." <laughs> but it's the same sort of thing. I mean, it's the whole tragedy of emotional subjective religion. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, a person should. A per, this is what someone should do. A person should see this song or hear it or read it or something. And they should say, man, that's a mess. If, if you, you, you know, you don't feel it anymore, you've lost all this stuff, you're in this cold, dry place, maybe we should do something different instead of just singing all these songs the same. You know, it's like, a, it's like a, you fail, so you do it again. Hard, just try harder, you know. Uh, you try, you, it's like the baby trying to get through the door by banging his head on it. Oh, you know, no, no, never mind the doorknob, just bang harder, bang harder. That's what these <laughs> praise songs are. You know, pray harder, sing harder, you know. Maybe you should fast for a couple more days before you come to worship or whatever. Ah, it's a disaster. So, uh, what, one, two, or, or is this that? One, zero, one. I, I better put a one in there. All right, one it is. And the, now we get to the law gospel question. Um, the, There's no law. I mean, it, it, I, I'm sad. Is that... Uh, I'm cold, I'm lifeless and cold, I'm numb to the core, is that, and that's not law, there's no, no there's no real commandment, thou shalt not be numb to the core, um, <laughs> so there's no law, and there's certainly no gospel, I mean, there, there's, uh, I mean, there's gospel words in here, redemption, resurrection, raised from the dead, uh, etc., but it's not about actually doing those things. It's about just, you know, getting back that spark. Come on, Lord. Give me another little spark. <laughs> Zap. Woo. Thanks. Now I don't have to sing this song again until next week. We'll help that call the uh, the spiritual AAA for a jump start. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, you know, uh, p- plug the jumper, c- plug the spiritual jumper cables under my ears. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I can't tell on that one. You have yes, no, or, or I guess it's no. We can tell that it's not no there. No law gospel. Yeah, no yeah. law gospel. Okay, number five, uh, is there any explicit false teaching? I think, again, this is going to prove the point. I I don't think there's really any teaching aside from this mystical nonsense, which is false teaching, I will grant you. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, it teaches us. This is the false teaching of this song. It teaches us that our greatest need is to feel uh, is to feel close to God, and that is nowhere near our list of needs. We the, it doesn't matter if we feel close to God or not. We we are, and so that's the false teaching here. All right, you ready to do another one? <laughs> ready. Next. All right. Uh, this next one is "Hands of the Healer" by Eddie Kirkland. Uh, this oh, is how it goes. Man. Blood flows down, blood flows down, flowing from the hands of the healer. Death is bound, death is bound, it's broken in the hands of the healer. So beautiful, so beautiful. Glory to the 
All right, that was uh, Hands of the Healer, the uh, uh, the, the the performance. There's a disti- distinction here between the performer and the writer here. Uh, so so the performer was Eddie Kirkland. However, this song is written by John Waller. So okay, so uh, what do you think of this one, Pastor? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, at least it's, a, it's better than the last one. We have to at least oh, say that much. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to be better than the last I one. I mean, Jesus loves me better than the last one. but Listening to the clock is better than the last one. <laughs> Tick. Talk. Tick. <laughs> Talk. Blood flow. Now, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. I haven't crunched this yet, so I'm interested. I'm kind of interested to see how this one shakes out. Uh, because here we have, we are going to have an example of the clarity problem. So, uh, question one is Jesus mentioned. The answer is yes by concept. So, I mean, it never mentions Jesus, but blood flows down, flowing from the hands of the healer. Death is bound. It's broken in the hands of the healer. I mean, that's got to be, you suspect, that's got to be talking about yeah. Jesus on the cross. And, and you're Glory not saying, are you, that uh, that Jesus in concept is necessarily a bad thing? I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, because uh, the reason why that Jesus mentioned by name or concept is to allow him being mentioned by concept and not by name. Although it is very interesting how often Jesus will be mentioned not by the name of Jesus. That's an interesting kind of side note. But it, it's to allow for Jesus being mentioned without Jesus being mentioned. So that's why the question is there. Okay, good. And no, no, it's not a bad thing. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I mean, no, in, in sermons and, and especially in hymns and poetry, to mention Jesus by, by what he's done, uh, etc., uh, by his different names and titles, that's good. Sure. Okay, now we have clarity. Um, so beautiful, oh, so beautiful, so beautiful your love. This is one of these... Um, I mean, this is really a, a phrase song. You didn't get to the part where it says, a glorious the wounded hands of God, and then next it says, risen life, risen life, purchased by the hands of the, of the healer, sanctified, sanctified, how precious are the hands of the healer. So beautiful, oh, so beautiful, so beautiful your love. Um... And then in the end, oh, so beautiful, oh, so beautiful, so beautiful, the hands of love, so beautiful, oh, so beautiful, so powerful, oh, yeah, so powerful, the hands of love. This is, So this has these phrases, then these sentence fragments, beautiful and broken, holiness and love, glorious, the wounded hands of God. So this is a, I mean, this is really one of these word picture songs. It's, it's just, it's impressing upon our mind. The picture, uh, presumably, of the crucified hands of Jesus, which is not necessarily a bad picture to meditate on, although we'll talk about that a little bit more. We will. Uh, But it is not not really talking about in sentences. And when it does talk in sentences, for example, the first sentence, blood flows down, flowing from the hands of the healer, death is bound, uh, this, this sort of thing. It's not... Well... It's not 100% clear. This this clarity question is helpful also because one of the things that praise music goes under the guise of is that these old hymns are hard to understand. Um, uh, but And that these praise songs are more accessible, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would like you, if you were, for, for example, visiting from India and you're a Hindu, uh, and it says... Uh, Beautiful and broken, holiness and love, glorious the wounded hands of God. Would you have any idea 
at all what that's talking about. No. Okay. Just checking. So we're going to put clarity. This is going to kind of rank low on clarity. Your, your point um, being that that you have, you, you have to, to sing songs like this, uh, you have to already have some knowledge of the Bible, which isn't necessarily all that that accessible then. Right. Purchased okay. by the hands of the healer, sanctified, sanctified. How precious the hands of the healer. That's just you don't. I mean, by sanctified is one of these words you're not supposed to use apparently because nobody knows what it means. But it probably <laughs> just fit with the number of syllables they needed there. I think uh, the, uh, the the problem here is that, and it kind of exposes the dirty little secret of the praise song business, is that it's not to, it's not really for unbelievers. It's really for people who grew up in different churches and you're going to steal them away with the mystical experience. Uh, and, which, and which is, you know, they do these mm. surveys, all these surveys, one after another, and they show that these huge church growth churches are the result not of unbelievers becoming believers, but of uh, kind of um, delinquent members of other mainline denominations becoming active. Mm. Uh, and that's what's going on. So, anyway. Hmm. And, you say, and you're saying that uh, part of that is that you use language that would already be familiar to someone who's been catechized, for example. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, right. so uh, where are you putting this song, It's just I mean, it's mostly just, I'm I'm kind of off topic here, but I'm just saying that the praise song idea that these songs are accessible to the unbeliever is just most always uh, not true. Okay, so clarity. Ten or one? Uh, What's the other way? Clarity is... Ten is very um, clear. Low. So this is three. Three on clarity. Okay. Then mysticism... Uh, th- this now is much, much more objective than the previous song, Resurrection, uh, talking about something outside of us, namely uh, Jesus and his death on the cross. His hands, his blood, his binding of death um, w- uh, by his death on the cross, etc. So this is, because it's talking about Jesus... This is um, this is not nearly as mystic as before, which is good. Um, if it would use sentences, it would be a much less mystic. But because it's, it's so fragmented, and because it constantly goes back to this one-word phrases, and so beautiful, oh so beautiful, so beautiful, this kind of repetition, it's going to go a little bit lower. So I'm going to give this the fra- the ranking of six and a half. All right, so six and a half is tipped towards objective. And then uh, number four is law and gospel. Yes, no, where I can't tell. Uh, Look, this is as close as it gets. Um, Glory to the king who gave his life. Glory to the lamb of sacrifice. Huh? See that business there? Mm -hmm. So the lamb of sacrifice. Now, if you are an insider... And you happen to know that the lamb of sacrifice is being sacrificed for sin, then in that word sacrifice you could find some law to which this gospel phrase is answering. But otherwise, this song, unlike the other one, really has no law at all. So the gospel, uh, so it's just talking about the death of Jesus, but it's not talking that the death of Jesus is for us or, or is for our sins, etc. It's an expression of his beautiful love and things like this. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, no, I, I think that's well said. Um, so you have 
you have these, uh, you know, blood flows down, flowing from the hands of the healer. And uh, certainly that brings to us uh, thoughts of the crucifixion, which um, for us is gospel. Uh, but you're right. There's, yeah, but, there's but remember, and this is... Oh, oh go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to agree with you that there, there's no real uh, uh, issue of sin or, or, or why why that sacrifice is being done here. Yeah, that's right. Because remember, the gospel can be also the fiercest law as long as it's not for me. So now it's, it, uh, it, I mean, this is beautiful in our confessions where it says that the fiercest preaching of the wrath of God is the wrath that he has, uh, that he pours out on Christ on the cross. So the cross, just the preaching of the cross is not yet the preaching of the gospel because it has to be done for us in our place, sacrificial atonement, etc. I mean, it gets awfully close to that by saying, look, it's his love for us that's doing this, and it's beautiful. So you assume that if it's beautiful, then it's not my destruction. But still, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't get there. I mean, it talks about the cross, but it doesn't get to the gospel. Well, uh, if you can find a hint of law in Lamb of Sacrifice, and you can find a little bit more here, uh, in the first stanza, death is bound, death is bound, it's broken in the hands of the healer. Uh, so that in death, of course, we have yeah. we have sin. Right, that's right. So that we should be dying. I mean, the wages of sin is death, etc. Um, uh, and then, but Jesus is doing something about it. Death is bound, um, which is nice. I mean, that's this. That is a tip to my one of my very favorite verses, Hebrews two fourteen, which says that he through his death destroyed him who had the power of death and. Set all those who, that is the devil, and set those who are in bondage their whole life to the fear of death, set them free, etc. So, I mean, there there is a, a kind of a tip to that verse there. Uh, so again, you yeah, the law is kind of hiding in the background. Yep. All right. So um, we have to say no on this one then, huh? On the law gospel question. Uh, or no I law can't gospel, tell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I think it doesn't confuse law and gospel. It's just, it's, it just doesn't get to it. It doesn't get far enough. I mean, they needed one or two more little words snuck in there. They needed maybe a full sentence to get to law and gospel. It's not that they, that they muddled law and gospel necessarily or confused it. It's just not there. Okay. And then is there any explicit false teaching? I don't think so. I don't think no. there is in this one. Okay, so I, d- I didn't have to ask you these questions. I mean, there is a. I mean, there is a. The- there is a theology there. Uh, there is a theology here. Glorious, the wounded hands of God, and that's actually quite nice. That's quite nice uh, teaching. That that the hands that are wounded are the hands of God. Now, a lot of people would deny that. Like, uh, you probably wouldn't find this being sung in a Calvinist church, because uh, they like to. They don't like to mix those things up. They, well, it's the hands. It's the human nature that suffered, etc. So we have the Acts 20 where Paul's talking to the Ephesians elders and he says, the church which was purchased by the blood of God, so that the the, su- the blood and the hands and the suffering, this is that uh, belongs to God. So that little phrase there, glorious, the wounded hands of God, is quite nice and, and a helpful theological phrase. All right. Um, so I didn't have to ask you this for the last one, but would you have this song in your worship? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have this one in worship. It's just not enough. But this might be one that you could play in the car in the background. All right, some uh, some background noise. 
some background music some, while something while, t- while <laughs> listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something to fill the dead air when uh, Table Talk Radio uh, goes off. Right, that's right, that's right. Well, let's then hit the next one, uh, which is let's see that one. Okay, Let It Rise. Uh, this one is by Holland Davis, and it sounds like this. I like the bass line on that one. Now, I want to point out that yeah. that uh, Pretty intense. this this song has the same intent and purpose and motive as the other songs, but with a different tactic. Uh, that, that this song is still going for the uh, emotional manipulation, the 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 mystic experience, but instead of using uh, so this is actually going to be kind of fun to to track how 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 this all these different songs do it different ways. So instead of, uh, of using... That's your the, idea of fun. I'll talk to you <laughs> off the air. Uh, instead of using the, this language, uh, particular language in this one, this one is uh, does it by the beat and by the sound of it and the repetition. So take it away, Pastor. I don't know if this is repetitious. Look, look, this is... How can you call this repetitious? <laughs> Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the king rise among us. Oh, That's you're different. right. That's Let it rise. Different. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let it rise. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the king rise among us. Ah, Let it rise. Let it rise. (laughs) And then look at the end here. Let it rise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let it rise. That's, I think, a a triune reference there, the triple ooh. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let it rise. I thought at first this was going to be talking about secret pizza recipes or something, or <laughs> 11 of the Pharisees and Sadducees, but but perhaps it's not. Perhaps, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you know, we have to sit here and act dumb because people say, oh, you're just a bunch of dorks because you actually are reading the words. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to say, look, I don't know what it means. Let the no. glory of the Lord rise among us. I do not know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I can nobody, guess what the person wants Nobody reads the words when they're singing this. Come on. <laughs> Get that bass guitar back. The guys out. in the back. Turn up the bass. Yeah, we need. It. <laughs> where's that? Where's that bass line? There it is. Ah, there we go. <laughs> All right, let's start crunching this guy. Uh, let's see. The first question right. is Jesus. Is he mentioned? Yes, no. No, no mention of Jesus. Not it does even not count concept. to say the word king. I mean, and Lord, see, this is the point. I mean, Lord and King could refer to Jesus if you had some other indication that it was referring to Jesus. But apart from that, you can't because uh, the Lord could also refer to the Father or to the Holy Spirit. Or if you're singing this with your Zionist Jewish friends (laughs) to just the God of the Old Testament or whatever. If you're singing this at the Muslim food bank. 
<laughs> you know, look, it's good. So if you're singing this, if you're, you could be singing this in Britain, and then you could be singing to some, your, whatever the senator is, you know, the Lord, the House of Lords and all this. King. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it is not enough to just use the titles Lord and King. you got to do a little bit more, guys. got to push it a little more, Holland Davis. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to do a little better to, to please the, the cruncher. The, the Table Talk Radio right. Cruncher. Okay, number two uh, is a Which song. Which is, I will admit, hard to please. It, oh, yeah, it is. Uh, no, no, there's no clarity here. I mean, it, look, it's trying to sort. I'm sitting here looking at this and really actually asking my question. What does this mean? Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Now, I mean, I know what the glory of the Lord is in the Bible, right? I mean, in the Old Testament, it's a pillar of fire by by night and the and the and the pillar of cloud by day. In the, in the New Testament, it's the incarnate Jesus, whose flesh hides the divine glory. But I don't know what it means for it to rise among us. I mean, like you remember the uh, remember the great pumpkin patch, Charlie Brown. Remember that? <laughs> and Linus is there in the pumpkin patch. And here comes, was it Snoopy or someone? He goes, ooh, and the pumpkin kind of goes up from the middle. <laughs> this is what, all I can think of, you know, some ooh in the middle. Ooh. I mean, what what they're trying to, what they want us to be saying here is maybe not so poetic, but let's all get really excited so that we have an experience of the divine in our midst. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't but, fit lyrically. You know, that so would they... tip the hat. <laughs> Let's all get real excited so we have an experience of God's presence. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you should you should start writing praise songs, man. Uh, I know, I know. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna write praise songs and go on the on the on the stump as a youth speaker. Yeah, we ought, we ought to do that. We ought to host a conference. It'll be like the the Table Talk Radio conference and come learn how to write praise songs. And then how to do youth speaking again. You can do the the praise song <laughs> section, and I'll do the, the youth speaking section. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'd have to do super uh, select groups, you know, <laughs> a weekend with Gagline and Wolfbuller. <laughs> oh, that would be a big hit. Your life will never be the same. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> okay, next. Look um, at this. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. That means let's all sing real loud. Let the joy of the king rise among us. Let's all get real happy. Then now look at this one. Let the spirit of the Lord rise among us. This is this. Now, look, for you doubters out there, for you haters, for you, uh, <laughs> you know, for you who doubt that this is all about mystical experience, look at this word. Let the spirit of the Lord rise among us. Do you see what that is saying? It's saying that by our by our activity of worship, we are drawing the active presence of the Spirit who will give us an indication of his presence. This is just pure old, pure mysticism. Crazy. You know, we're, we're putting way more thought into this than the writer of the song did, you know? I mean... Oh, you, come on. Look, <laughs> listen to the poet. The poetry here. Let it rise. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Let it rise. <laughs> that That is poetic. I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, 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 I question whether Mr. Davis put that much thought into this. I mean, he's probably thinking. But this, what, what this could whole be idea of rising, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, yeah, let the glory of the Lord be manifest in the external word among <laughs> us. Does, like, man, I want to say that, but it doesn't fit. So, what other word is it? Rise, rise. 
I just put in the word rise. What does it even mean for this stuff to rise? It's, it's this, but the, oh, I'll tell you what it means. I know now. It's come to me in a mystic experience. I've got a vision. It's, <laughs> Look it's out. because all of this talk is a, is is about this ascent. There's all this ascent language. Let me pull off this thing I threw on the floor. Uh oh. <laughs> because there's this language of ascent, of ascension, of being drawn up into the spiritual life. You know what I'm talking about? That's mysticism. Uh, this you could take this empty shell and raise it from the dead. This I, woo, being this being lifted up. Whole this whole business of being lifted up, and it's here again. So it's this it's rising among us now. This impulse for this lifting, and and where does this come from? I'll tell you, since you asked, it comes from Gnosticism, which says that the flesh and all this earthly stuff is bad, and we have to ascend. To, now, some people of you would say, well, that sounds like Calvinism. That in the in the Lord's Supper, we ascend to have communion with the divine nature. It's the same thing that we got to somehow uh, uh, be lifted up out of this earthly experience because now it's too dirty and mucky for God to get involved down here. He's got to he's got to kind of pull us up, you know, kind of stretch us out so so that now we can have the the, the the experience of the purity of what it is up there. It's terrible nonsense. Was that what was behind Charlie Brown and the pumpkin? Probably. It was Gnostic. No, no, I, I think the Great Pumpkin is probably not Gnostic. No. Because, I mean, for I mean, if you have a deity that's a pumpkin, that's not really Gnostic. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you made that distinction. Well, uh, good, I'm helpful. I mean, <laughs> you could crunch Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. It's probably coming up here. It's October now. You know, yeah, it probably is. Okay, where are we? I on used the to crunching? love looking for Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, <laughs> and uh, and now my kids don't even like to watch it. I mean, hey, kids, look, Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin's on. Uh, I can see that too. Don't you want guys? Don't you guys want to watch Charlie Brown? Yeah. That's Charlie Brown. It's good, Let's you know, watch Hannah that, Montana that, instead. That, that, I know. That's right. The, the Thanksgiving special is going to come on. You know where Snoopy has to has to cook the chicken because Charlie Brown only knows how to butter the bread and peppermint <laughs> patty and all. That. It's like, come on, guys, look. Nah, dad, nah. The same thing it's goes on with board. video games too. Come on, don't you want to race me in in Mario Kart? Come on. Yeah, dad, we've outgrown it. <laughs> I think you know. I mean, the one kind of creepy thing about Charlie Brown, as I was always kind of creeped out by the music. It was so um, dissonant. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Someone who's an expert in music can crunch that for us. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We were talking about clarity, and this was not clear. Clear, so we gave it a two. And then just now, mysticism. and then mysticism. Also, this is, I mean, uh, I mean, this is just it's it is your kind of bouncy mystic. mystic. It's not your real kind of uh, mysticism, you know, real romantic sort of mysticism. But th- this is the song that you you play at the beginning of worship to try and get the hype up, yeah, right, and then right, from yeah. from here on out you start slowing the down. tempo down. You take it down. Yeah. Uh, yep. And that's important because if you don't have the bouncy song at the beginning, then it's harder to bring them down from just like a normal state. You actually have to yeah. miss it. You, you got to do the roller coaster effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. So You're this, right about that. You're 100% right. So this so is, this is uh, also two on mysticism. That means mi- very mystical, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, very subject. subjective. Yeah, okay, good. And then law gospel. <laughs> Good there's luck. no, I mean, there's nothing. Look, there's nothing here. Yeah. Okay. Then, you got nothing. Then five either. There's no teaching. So, uh, would you yeah. even have this one in your car? No, no. Not, not even for the baseline. I, I would let it rise out the skyline. Come on, you would. The sunroof. Listen to this bass. Let it rise. Oh, come on. Oh yeah. All right. There, there goes the paper. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> now, this one is an all-time favorite by almost everyone who's ever... Uh, I remember, man, I, I went to one of my friend's uh, churches one time. I'm trying to think how old I was. I must have been... It was, it was before junior high. I was probably in sixth grade or something like that. I went to a, went to my friend's church, the Baptist church, uh, there in eastern Colorado. And uh, this was the song, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. Every, everybody knows this one. And amazingly, we haven't crunched this yet. Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. Um, there's even actions to this. Uh, I don't know the. Do you know the actions, Pastor? If you could, if you could do the actions and videotape yourself and we'll put that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Um, this this particular version is by Lincoln Brewster. I have no idea who wrote this thing. It's like trying to figure out uh, who wrote um, the Apostles' Creed. <laughs> nice. You don't know who wrote it? I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure they're I'm sure they're getting their royalty somewhere. But anyway, Michael W. Smith or something or I don't know someone. Like that. someone I I should probably do my homework and when when doing these. But uh, anyway, this version is performed by Lincoln Brewster. This is Lord, I lift your name on high. that over and over and over and over. I, I, by the way, found out who wrote this thing. I just did a little Wikipedia work in the meantime. Yes. And I, this yeah. is pretty what, funny. What did a the Christian worship song, both lyrics and music were written by Rick Founds in 1989. Founds wrote it during his morning devotion. Now listen to this guy's morning devotion. This is pretty intense. While reading the scripture on his computer monitor and watching television, he was plucking at this guitar at the same time. <laughs> now, in 1989, now that is that is a feat because you can you picture the 1989 computer monitors with the green green letters? You know, I mean, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> he thought of the cycle of redemption, comparing it with the water cycle. <laughs> oh, That's no. a helpful little insight there. <laughs> Founds played the song as a worship leader in his church. It was picked up by Maranatha Music, initially recorded by the Maranatha Singers, and followed by the Praise Band. There must be some band out there actually called the Praise Band. Hmm. How'd they get that? It must have been the they were the first Everyone ones. else says, no, no, you can't call your Praise Band the Praise Band. you got to call it something like the, the Glory Band, because we're the Praise <laughs> Band. <laughs> Now it's it. They were called the Garage Band, but then they started doing praise music. So, well, we're the Garage Band. Well, might as well called the Praise Band. Uh, but th- th- isn't there something to that too? I mean, not to to harp on these guys too much, but but uh, the, the the Praise Band scene is kind of for all those uh, who are in the Garage Band can never really make it big. Uh, but but you you get your chance. You get your uh, your your big shot when when you, when your church needs a new guitarist. And you're like, yes, yeah, right. at I last. Oh, I know. I know. So you have like a ten-year-old drummer and everything. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's kind of this. Um, you got to watch out when business trans- transitions over into the church because then it becomes like half business, half charity. 
How about this for a little stat here? Uh, this song has been one of the most popular Christian songs. It was the most popular song used in churches every year from 1997 to 2003. Wow. And since then, it's remained in the top ten. It's currently number six. Uh, you, uh, CCLI, that means uh, give us your money to sing these songs international, <laughs> reported as the fifth most popular printed, projected, or recorded song in mid-2006. In, in Australia, this song was the seventh most used songs song by the beginning of 2007. Uh, there's been many interpretations of the song in many Gospels, R&B, soul, rock, dance, reggae, rap, ska. I'd like to hear the rap version. Ska? Oh. Ska. You know Ska? That's where they have the trombones and, the, oh, okay. and they don't wash their hair. <laughs> oh, now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, uh, all right. Let's crunch this. All right. This there guy. it is. All so right. this, is a, this is a big one. Here it is for the cruncher. I'm a little bit nervous about this. All right. Uh, Jesus. Yes, no, and if yes, a name or concept. Well, presumably the Lord here on whose name we are lifting on high is Jesus because he is the one who came from heaven to earth. Right. I think that's pretty that's pretty fair. I mean the the Lord the Lord here is I mean it, it, the whole song talks about uh dying and rising. So this is undoubtedly Jesus, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> what are you right. drinking there? <laughs> Just water, unfortunately. I can't believe I forgot to bring the Mountain Dew. And that's all we don't I'm, have anything else. I've got here. a warm Coffee one right all here. Cooked out. <sighs> All right. Coffee Anderson covered this song in his album Worship Unplugged Volume 1 in 2009. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, number two. Uh, in 2005, this song was done as Yo Wooty in Lingala by the Dutch Congolese band Makoma. <laughs> Man, Wikipedia, you don't even have to know anything anymore. Yeah, I you mean, just look here. If you believe that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Are you against Wikipedia like you're against Facebook? No, I'm just saying that anybody every- anybody can type anything in Wikipedia, and it's it's not reliable. Do you wonder? I, yeah, that's true because I wonder how the person who wrote this knew what that Rick Founds was watching television as he wrote this song. I wonder yeah, if I mean, Rick l- Founds he wrote himself it. wrote this yeah. information. Um, but it's true you can you can go in there. I mean, right now you could edit and, and say Rick Founds was a Lutheran, and and it would go in there. The next person <laughs> looked at it would say, oh, he was a Lutheran. Saying. Oh, nice. All right, how do I do that? <laughs> well, listening to Table Talk yeah. Radio. <laughs> I gotta find something. Hey, to we need to make a Table Talk right, Radio entry see. in Wikipedia. Sweet. I'll work on that. Did someone come along and say that we're Lutheran? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. that okay. Let's see. The question, second question here is clarity, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look at here. All right, Lord, I lift your name on high. Again, the lifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to sing your praises. Okay, that's fine. I'm so glad you're in my life. Now, that phrase is just kind of annoying to me, but I don't <laughs> necessarily know if it's wrong. Yes. You know, it's like it, that's like Paula Abdul says, you really took that song and made it your own. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Stop <laughs> saying that over and over. I'm so glad you're in my life. It strikes me the same exact way. It's like, it's like the milk's not bad. It's just warm, and you're not... Uh. Uh, but that's not necessarily wrong. And I'm so glad you came to save us. Well, that's handy. I mean, that's good uh, that the Lord did come to do that. And then it talks about how you came from heaven to earth to show the way. Now, there, that's a kind of a tricky line. Uh, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, 
That's also slightly awkward, but that debt to pay is right. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, that's fine. I mean, ascension, presumably. Uh, and and then and to be ascended, you have to be resurrected, presumably. Although maybe we shouldn't presume that. If this is taken, if Jesus is just kind of following the water cycle, <laughs> Lord, I yeah, uh, Lord, I lift your name on high. Hmm. Now, um, so I don't know. I mean, it's fairly clear. Although I'll ask a question about this. You, uh, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. Now, presumably, presumably. The Lord is not showing us the way to get from heaven to earth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Although that would probably be your first, um, you, the way you would interpret it at first. He's, com- he's uh. coming from the heaven to earth so that he can be on the earth and then show us the way. Yeah. Because see, in the next one it says, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. It's his, it's his being pinned to the cross that, um, uh, that is paying our debt. This could be, yeah, yeah. So, so he came, he came to show us the way. But while he was here, he died on the cross to 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 pay the debt. So, I mean, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he he's he's uh, dying, though that wasn't the why. The reason he came, the reason he came was to show us the way. I, what I want to know is, if the uh, Mormons sing this song all the time, and that's why it's so popular. Can you do some research and figure that out real quick? Because and now you say, well, why do you want to know that? Well, because why do you want to know that? The idea, well, I'll tell you, Evan. The idea that that uh, that Jesus comes as a spirit and then comes into flesh, it has this Mormon mythology behind it, where he was a spirit and then he comes into, and that that's how we are too. We're spirits, children of the heavenly Father, and then we are brought to the earth and implanted in an earthly body. You see, mm-hmm. so this. So the whole when you go through the whole Mormon plan of salvation, this is this big deal that we had this eternal existence as spirit children, but then we had to, we had to wait for our body to come up, you know, like you're waiting in the you're waiting in the doctor for them to call your name, and then they call you, and then you get to whoop, get a little earthly body, and so this this the coming from heaven to earth is part of the it's part of the plan of salvation for our Mormon friends, so that if Jesus is coming now is the one who shows us the way to get from heaven to earth. If that's what it's talking about, which I hope it's not, someone do a little work on this. I will to see if this guy is uh, is uh, is Mormon or not. But just that looking, would telling, wouldn't it? Um, that would be really funny, though. <laughs> uh, he also wrote uh, "Draw Me Close." Uh, Jesus, draw me close. Do, do we know that? One? Have we crunched that one? Jesus, draw me close. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to look into no, that. That'd I don't be, see any. That'd be interesting. Official website. Here's this, this official website. Yeah. All right, but let's keep on going here. <laughs> okay. Oh, did the music come on? I better Sorry. No, no, no. That's. Oh yeah. That might be me. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the next one is in mysticism. Is it? Uh, did you give an, a, a clarity rating? Well, it's kind of. I mean, aside from that phrase, it's fairly clear. So I'm gonna say. I mean. Um, uh, what? Uh, seven. Okay, seven on clarity. Yeah. And then uh, mysticism, subjectivity versus objectivity. Well, this is a kind of an interesting mix, isn't it? I mean, it's... um. Uh, I think it's mostly objective, isn't it? I, yeah, I lift the Lord, it even The thing high, that okay. the Lord is doing, I, it's, I mean, it's kind of... It's, we get this again. Here's the Lord, what the Lord has done, but it comes back to now that we're the ones that are lifting his name on high. It's kind of half and half, but I don't know. Let's let this sit as a seven also. Okay. 
Then the next question is law and gospel. Uh, hmm. Well, why don't you you can do this one a little bit? You got some law in there. Yeah, you got I a mean, debt to be you paid. have a debt, so uh, there must be some sin uh, to, to to have to be paid. And so then you have you have atonement language with uh, debt being paid. Um, but that's really the only thing because uh, from then on. Uh, from cross to grave, from grave to the sky. Like you said, it kind of omits resurrection. And in fact, when I was a poor little sixth grader, or however old I was when I went to the this Baptist church and, and heard this, I I remember noticing that it was missing the resurrection, <laughs> that it, from grave to the sky. Um, I mean, it doesn't really talk about uh, Jesus being amongst the disciples at all, but... I think that my debt to pay is the only law gospel we have in this. The rest is, um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I mean, that w- Lord, when you when you have the, the resurrection done, uh, with this here, so. yeah. I mean, when you have the resurrection assumed, uh, I, I guess that's gospel. Um, but again, it, it all hinges upon there being law, uh, law present to to sh- to have forgiveness for. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. But see, th- this this is, I think, this I mean, is a confusion I think of law and gospel. Uh, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. Um, mm. See, when, when I hear that, I, I think of of showing the the way of morality. Um, perhaps right, right. I mean, it could. That's probably the that's probably the better interpretation rather than my Mormon mis, uh Mormon mythology uh, interpretation. Yeah. Uh, is that the, Jesus is going to be our teacher. And he's going to be our example. This is fine. I mean, he is our example. It, that's what the Bible says. He's our example in that he suffers without opening his mouth. Um, but. Hmm. So what do you yeah. think? Law gospel on this one. I don't know. I mean, it's some that's there. It's kind of law gospel light, I think. Can we start a new category? Law gospel sure. Uh, sure. light. We can do anything we want. It's a it's a praise song country marathon. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. All right. Then uh, explicit false. This teaching. guy has written over five. I'm reading his all the stuff. Has he written over 500 praise songs? We need to just start I can't crunching find anything his songs. about him being a Mormon. <laughs> I don't think he was a Mormon. All right. Sorry to sorry to break it to you. But you can put that on his uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, okay, so is there explicit false it, teaching? It, it summari- here's about the song. It summarizes the whole gospel, responds with adoration, then places it on the lips of uncounted millions. Mm. That's uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, it hurdles denominational barriers effortlessly. <laughs> that's like that's, that should be a, a a tagline for Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. Hurdling denominational barriers effortlessly. <laughs> as, too bad yeah. it's just not true. As we have, uh, what, what do we have? Like two ELCA listeners and um, the two the two Calvinists that are out there that have blogs. Uh, yeah, they yeah. listen to us. Two Calvinists and their ten blogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yep. Okay. What's the next question? Uh, clarity, mysticism, law, gospel, false teaching. No, not uh, no. I mean, the show the way thing could be better. We we would change that line. You came to heaven and earth to save us. 
just change the words right here. Yeah. Save us. Well, that's what it says earlier, apparently. Hmm. You came to save us. Okay, well, that's... Uh, I put, you know, I put this song is all right. For, uh, this is song would be all right as a children's song. Are right, someone gonna fuss at me about that? I'm gonna let it stand as a kids song, like Wait, Jesus loves me. Or with with that with that line change. No, I think even before. I mean, I think you can explain the show us the way. Okay. So put that one with I am Jesus, little lamb, and Jesus loves me. This I know. And maybe under, Jesus loves the little children. Maybe under all and, those, though. Yeah, under all those. And uh, and I, I just want to be a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is called We the Redeemed. Again, I don't quite know uh, who authored this, who actually wrote the lyrics, but this oh, performance is... Don't worry, I'll find Yeah, you do the research. <laughs> uh, this is performed by uh, Hillsong, uh, We the Redeemed. Oh, Hillsong, I think. There's nothing like your It's pretty. <laughs> wait, wait. you got to do verse 3. Could, do, do you have uh, verse 3? I do, in fact, have the third verse. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> yeah, hey, amazing. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> okay, here it is. enough for you yeah yeah that's good so with so um th- this is the business that we got to get to because this is the key here verse three um so you, you come with power come with fire as we lift your name on high now that's copyright violation we just crushed <laughs> that song but you see this that's the that right there uh that right there is the um, theology of the praise song. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's, that, there it is. You know, I hadn't noticed this before, before you mentioned it just today, 
how common this rising is, is in the praying songs. That that's really is fascinating. Yeah. And you're parallel to the uh, uh, to the reformed theology of of our ascending in faith to to the throne of Christ um, in the Lord's Supper. That that really is a good parallel. I mean, because that's the whole point, isn't it? In the reformed theology, um, uh, not that we receive the Lord's body and blood into our mouths for the forgiveness of our sins, but that we receive it by faith. Um, right. Right. Yeah, that, that's good. That's exactly right. So that you're getting it, um, I mean, so that it's you're, you're having it mystically, not incarnationally. See, right. I mean, these two stand against each other, the uh-huh. incarnation and the mystical experience, because, I mean, here, the, the you know, the you, do, you, do you remember that movie? Did you see that? We, I finally, I'd see, seen this clip. Someone sent it to me on YouTube. Uh, the legend of Ricky Bobby, and uh, and he's praying to the baby Jesus. Oh, yeah. Did you see that thing? <laughs> I want to pray to the baby. Je- if you want to pray to the grown-up bearded Jesus, you can. I want to pray to the baby. Je- I like the baby Jesus better. <laughs> Little baby, six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus in a golden diaper. So this is it's kind of like how, how do you want your Jesus? So if you want him really incarnate and dead on the cross for your sins, then that's going to kind of grate against the. Uh, the romantics, romanticism of uh, songs like this, uh, uh, the, the, well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, do you want to crunch this one? Oh, I thought so. Okay. Uh, so first... I can't believe that. I mean, that line is a golden one. I mean, you know, we collect these lines that are kind of praise song gold. <laughs> that That's would one. be one of them. You All come right. with power, come with fire as we lift your name on high. So here we're lifting and you're bringing... Ugh. <laughs> Boy. Is Jesus in there? Um, let's see here. I should have paid attention to this. Uh, son of the redeemed, you have saved us. No, as a matter of fact, he's not. No, Jesus. Nope, I don't see him either. Okay, number two. Yeah, uh, Jesus is missing. Well, how how about that? <laughs> you had hoped he would come to this party, but... Uh, well, oh, here, here, here. Oh, here, there's this one. Honor and power and praise to the Savior. There it is. Oh, there it is. See yeah. the Savior in the chorus there? So you got to assume that Savior is Jesus. Yeah. Fair enough. So he's mentioned, I mean, barely, barely. He sneaks in there like, through the side <laughs> door, but Jesus who makes it in. He... He snuck in the back door. <laughs> you are the answer. You are the answer. It says, look, and it says here, Jesus, honor and power and praise to the Savior. You are the answer. What I want to know is what is the question? Because is <laughs> yeah, the question, who will save me from my sins? Then it's right, Jesus is the answer. But if the if the question is, why am I so cold inside <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> How do know, I get this do I have... shell going? <laughs> yeah, what am, what, what am I, am I, why is my mysticism so faulty, you know? Oh, surely it's not because I have an addiction to shopping or whatever, you know? That don't make me change to become a better mystic. Now, that, that, then now Jesus is not the answer to that. How do I get the warm, fuzzy feelings? That is not the, an- that is not the question that Jesus is answering on the cross, dear friends. It is not. Nope. Um, we'll see where we at. So, Jesus, and then clarity. Let's see. To be welcome to the last second, I would have sure should have been paying attention. Um, you're, you're so enamored by that. I think it's a pretty song, don't you? I like the, I like the music. Yeah, I was thinking as you were playing this song, you know, as you got your falsetto and the guitar out, and uh-huh. as you were playing along there. Yep. Um, that uh, this is one of these songs that kind of is praise song magic. 
Yeah. Because the, and this line here where it says, "This is the sound of the redeemed rising up to praise the King." Where you, whenever you can manage to talk about yourself in third person like that. Oh yeah, that's oh, great. Oh man. Yeah, it's yeah this, this is this is kind of a classic. Uh, kind of a uh, this should this should uh, be the example of of how a praise song, a, a truly mystic praise song, should be written. Is this one? Yeah, yeah. So here we're singing to the Lord and we said, Lord, if you were wondering, this is the sound <laughs> of the redeemed. It's kind of <laughs> passive aggressive in a way. But this is the sound of the redeemed rising up, rising up. Don't forget, we're rising up to oh, yeah. praise the King. This is oh yeah. Whew. I'm part of that. I'm part of that redeemed making the sound. <laughs> I mean, you could you, that kind of thing would preach, you know. Take this to your preaching uh, 502 class or whatever you got over there, and say, and um, and you can try the try this trick. Say, uh, uh, oh Lord, uh, you listen to us cry out to you, and you're listening to the sound of the redeemed ones begging <laughs> you for mercy. Now oh. our our uh, our. Hope Aurora listeners need to be paying attention to this Sunday sermon because I think that might come into the sermon on Sunday. Uh, the Iron Preacher might might slip that in in the pulpit, so be careful. Yeah, you, that's right. Did anyone from your church uh, listen to our show? Probably not. Yeah, huh? Oh, yeah, tons, tons, like <laughs> one or two. <laughs> all right. Uh, they, they still come to church here, you know. That's a problem. <laughs> I have to tell people not to listen. They're all, no, the the the, the Table Talk Radio listeners in your church are the delinquent members. Uh, <laughs> they never come back because they hear your, hear the show. Mm-hmm, <laughs> all right. So I go, the elders go and call on them. Why did you stop coming? Well, I, I tuned into Table Talk. <laughs> the end. That was, that was it. Uh, so, Clarity, did, the, did you give this a Clarity? Oh, I forgot to. I was going to, I don't know how to do this anymore. Um... I mean, you are the answer to what? I don't know. This is the sound of rising up. That's all right. Our hope is in you. I guess that's okay. Uh, there's some... I mean, this is fairly repetitive. Now forever to be loved, to walk with you for all my days. There's no greater love than this. You are the author and the way. Now, look, that would be... I mean, you could use put those words in a different order and probably say something. But the way they are there... So this is fairly uh, muddled. I'm going to put this for clarity at a four. Four, okay. And then mysticism. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is just, I mean, again, <laughs> this is like... Par- this is breaking the cruncher. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's distracting. <laughs> the cru- yeah, the, I know the cruncher is like a, it's like a, a lemon juicer, you know, and it's just like, how many more lemons? They're all so sour. I can't take it anymore. No, this is certainly mystic. I mean, this is, look at mysticism. You know, have you noticed now the less mention of Jesus, the more mention of mystic? Oh yeah. There's something to that. I mean, the the incarnation and the mystic fight against each other. Now, the mystic thinks. The mystic thinks, by the way, that it's fighting against intellectualism. The mystical. The mystic thinks that they're always opposed to the rationalist, to the scholastic. Oh, you're just all into doctrine. You know, this is what the mystic thinks that they're against. But really, they're against the incarnation. And the intellectual, by the way, thinks that they're against the mystic, but not. They're they're also uh, they're against the gospel. Uh, so you got I mean you got these two tendencies. That's a which latter uh, uh, little insight there. Uh, but we have to. So the the mystic is going to say, look, oh, you always want everything to be so precise and so doctrinaire and so <laughs> sterile and cold. And I say, well, yeah, you know me, you know, you know me, sterile, cold. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, but it's no, no, it's just we want Jesus in our flesh and sin on the cross, that's all. 
Yeah, I don't want to get plugged into the. I mean, do you know this? We should. Uh, my praise song would be called "I'm a plug and you're the socket. Light me up." <laughs> and everyone would go nuts. I could take it, Lord. I lift your name on high. Kiss it goodbye. Kick the kiss the chop of the charts goodbye. Cause <laughs> we're tapping in. You're the power source. I'm the power needer of your source. So plug me in, and now I'm crazy. This is, I mean, <laughs> and then you would finally make it to Wikipedia. Alas, Pastor Brian Wolf, Pastor of Hope Lutheran Church, author. co-host of Table Talk Radio, synodical bureaucrat, <laughs> and famous author of the of the hit praise song, "I'm the Plug, You're the Outlet." <laughs> socket, Socket has a better. You're the ring socket. To it. Yeah, yeah, you're the socket. <laughs> socket to me, baby. <laughs> I'm ablaze with your love, oh, lit up stop. by your divinity. Oh. Oh, I, I, the fire of the fire of my heart is being raised to heaven. <laughs> and this is only after one one meeting of being on the uh, board for national missions. Yeah, I was gonna write a praise song about being on the board for national missions. <laughs> it is very uninspiring. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is also cold and and stoic. <laughs> yeah, Lord, where is that song? <laughs> Resurrection here. Uh, how did my meetings become so lifeless and cold? Where did the passion go? I sit in silence, what, wondering what led me to this place. I'm at a loss for words. There's nothing to say. All my efforts seem like chasing the wind. This is the board meeting praise song. I used up all my strength. There's nothing left to give. I've lost feeling, and I'm numb to the core. <laughs> Here and since it's a, here I am. I'm at the end. I'm in need of a coffee break. <laughs> oh man, you got to sing that for your next meeting. Oh, <laughs> oh brother. All right, law gospel. This how you can tell we're getting to the end of the marathon here. Um, law gospel. Oh, uh, let's see here. This, yeah, so again, we have the word redeemed. I don't. Uh, this is nice that the word redeemed keeps coming to this song because that's a nice word, redeemed. I mean, it means Jesus paid the price to have us, uh, to forgive us, etc. But it doesn't say anything. Um, and what is this? Now, tell me what this line is. I think this is a false doctrine line, but it's at least a confusion of law and gospel. Verse 1, there's nothing like your love. Okay, that's fine. No exchange for all you gave. Okay, that's fine. To be welcomed into life so I can know the love it takes. What is that What is yeah. that talking about? Love it takes for what? So, I know. And why, and why am I I'm being welcomed into the life so I can know? This is a purpose clause. And I do not know what, why then the... The love and the gifts of the Lord are there for the purpose of teaching me to know the love it takes. I don't. That is a weird one. Hmm. That's a strange line. Yeah. Now, forever to be loved, to walk with you for all my days. Uh, that's like the poem, you know, footsteps. Mm-hmm. There's no greater love than this. You are the author and the way. So those are biblical names for Jesus, but. Let's see. I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for a little law here. You come with, you come with power and with fire. That would count as law, by the way. You mystics that think that's gospel, it's not. It's law. When the Lord comes with His power, this is not something to rejoice over. Everyone, you know, every time this happens in the Bible, people run for it or get swallowed by the earth or, you know, burn up. Whatever. And that's uh, law. The joining of the saints to sing and bringing honor to the king. 
This is the this is the classic mystical confusion of law and gospel where you think you think that the gospel is the presence of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that's that's uh that's the major theme, right? So we 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 bring ourselves into the uh the the, the presence of God, but in doing so, just by the very nature as we've seen, that we don't want to mention Jesus or the forgiveness of sins in it. And so that presence that you're bringing yourself into is the 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 hammer of God, the the uh, uh, the law, the wrath. Because uh, I mean, if you want to if you want to see the 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 true presence of God, uh, you should look at the cross. Actually, actually, that's not really true because we have the the cry of your election, right? We have the absence of God. Uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, yeah, that is uh, God being forsaken by God, by the way, though. So we we know the heart of God when we see the cross because there He is forsaking His Son, and the point about that is He's not forsaken us. I mean, He's not hmm. forsaken you and me. Right. The great was just a great comfort. Uh, but the, but the point is, you know, we always see that the presence of God uh, in dealing with sinners is destruction, uh, is yeah, yeah. is an island. Right. I mean, so. <laughs> right, and so you don't want it. And but here this and but I mean before you even get to that, the whole point of all this worship is that we're doing something. So now this to, to point out to God that this is the sound of the redeemed. This is the so that worship is now us bringing our praises and our noises and everything to God. And our thanksgiving, rather than what he's done, it's it's always understood as worship is always understood as responsive rather than uh, receptive, and especially not receptive of the of the gifts of the external word. So, so that's all law too. So, okay. so there, that's, this is kind of this is a kind of muddled version of law and gospel. Okay, explicit false teaching. Uh, hmm. <laughs> You'll notice that not too many of these have an explicit false teaching. So if if that was the only criteria that you had, ex- explicit false teaching, then most of these songs would pass just fine. You'd be seeing them, you'd be putting them on your lips for your confession, uh, mm-hmm. confession of faith. But luckily, you have the Table Talk Radio Praise Song Cruncher. Lucky for you, you were been <laughs> thinking of that all day while you listened. Lucky for me, I've got this cruncher. No, I mean, really, again, this is what comes under, like all of them do, with high mystic, low uh, objective content. This comes under the category of really no teaching at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so this one's crunched. Would you have it in your car? No. All right, would you have it crumpled up on your floor? Yes. So it is now, I can tell. Okay, it now is. this next one, I, I can tell already that you're going to like. It's called More Like Falling in Love by Jason Gray. Oh, no. Give me rules, I will break them, show me. I knew you were going to like this one. Oh, man. Oh, wait, you're going to stop there? Look, it just gets better. Give me words. 
I'll misuse them. Obligations. I'll misplace them. Because all religion ever made of me was just a sinner with stone with a stone tied to my feet. It never set me free. It's got to be fallen in love. Deeper and deeper. It was love that made me a believer in more than a name, a faith, a creed. Falling in love with Jesus brought the change in me. Oh, man! This is terrible. I mean, and by terrible, please listen, dear listener, or two of you. That ter- by terrible, I mean this is a really good praise song. <laughs> Which is why it's so bad. Right. The better a song, it's like a Roman Catholic. You know, the better they know, know their doctrine, the worse off their doctrine is. This is how it is with these songs. The better of a praise song it is, the worse of an actual song it is. Because this is, I mean... <laughs> Uh, show me lines, I'll cross them. I need more than a truth to believe. I need more. I need a truth that lives, moves, breathes to sweep me off my feet. What in the world? <laughs> this makes me uncomfortable that the man is singing this song. <laughs> well, okay, now we were talking about different approaches to this mystical experience. This is the romantic approach. Uh, so so far we've had. The the words of poetry we've had the upbeat song and you know, now this is the 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 appeal to romance and so you can you can touch someone's good feelings by by talking about falling in love uh, so oh, man. and and a contrast I mean this is the this is what this is so offensive is yeah. it contrasts falling in love with Jesus with the cold sterile doctrinaire scholastic dead orthodox lutheran kind of hey here's you ought to believe this thing because jesus says it i need more than that heaven's sakes Uh, i don't need just a truth i need someone to come up and woo me i need someone to take me out on a date and buy me flowers you know we used to make fun of songs like this because you know the god girlfriend songs it's you could you don't know if you're singing it to god or to your girlfriend or whatever but Mm -hmm. this is like oh yeah let's go all the way with that one you know, I'm gonna, because that's one of these mystic things. Uh, now, look, dear Lutheran listener, you who are sitting there thinking, ah, this praise song isn't so dangerous. Listen to this song. I mean, this is just, it's, uh, it's this, this whole pietist, romantic sort of yarn is that it's not a religion, it's a r- relationship, and now it's all about the, this kind of, uh, this kind, of, this kind of spiritual intimacy, which is precisely what the. What the mystics talk about, the mystics, and this kind of religion, by the way, always ends up in some sort of sexual worship, which we see now, don't we, in the evangelical church, with all their sermon series on, you know, on husband and wifely duties. This is, uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, oh, well. (laughs) Okay, Jesus. He's mentioned. Yeah. Falling in love with Jesus brought the change in me. I wish I, 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 I wish that he would write a new song and it would say, "Reading the words of Jesus brought the change in the way I write songs." <laughs> I was um, just looking on the all reliable Wikipedia site to see yeah. if he was actually a Lutheran, um, just out of curiosity. Uh, it does say he was uh, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, oh, probably then. So that's a possibility. 
in Minnesota, you got two Luth- you got two choices, right? You're either the mean Lutheran or the nice Lutheran. Right. I'll uh, I'll just add it to his. It's probably true. I'll add it to his Wikipedia. <laughs> your, your, your Wikipedia says Jason Gray, probably a Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> then then for the footnote, I'll put this song. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, uh, you could you should add to his uh, little Wikipedia thing there. His song, more like falling in love, was crunched on the Table Talk Radio Crunchathon. There is an idea. <laughs> now look at this. What are we? Oh, so Jesus. Now, uh, so yes, Jesus is there. But is this now? Here's the problem. The name of Jesus is mentioned, but is this really Jesus? That's what I. That's what's, I mean. This is a very important question. Because we can't just, you know, I mean, Jesus is not made out of Play-Doh. You can't just shape him any way you want. Uh, is Jesus interested in, uh, in uh, more like falling in love than something to believe in, more like losing my heart than giving my allegiance? Is Jesus more interested, uh, dear friend, in us losing our heart? Than giving our allegiance. I don't know. It all seems to me it's like it's like two different kind of legalisms fighting right, against each yeah, other. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, but 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 remember but, how we no, said look at this one the, though. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, look at the f- let's see second stanza or maybe it's the chorus. Uh, more like falling in love than something to believe in. So you could ask this: Is Jesus more interested in you falling in love or what you believe in? Yes. Yeah, now this is a that's a fine point because now you you used to have in the church something that we called creeds, <laughs> statements of faith. It was important. Now it's been replaced with something else: the the Almighty and the Holy mission and value statement, or a value venture statement, and all of this. Now, the difference between a creedal statement and a and a mission statement is precisely this: the creedal statement says what God has done, and we believe. The mission statement says what we're going to do. So one, a creed, has the possibility at least of being gospel, while a mission statement, it's it's absolutely impossible that a mission statement would be anything but law. And this is it. It's the switch between faith and love. Love is always law. I mean, unless it's the love of the Lord for us, that's the gospel. But that's precisely what we believe. That's faith. So that our love for God or for the neighbor is law. The two commandments hang on this. Uh, Love your neighbor, love the Lord, love your neighbor. That's it. Love. Love is a summary of the law. So now, it's more like falling in love than something to believe in. What he's saying is, it's more like doing works of love and experiencing emotional things than trusting that the Lord has died for me, which is which is bad. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking at this, this stanza, too, because um, all religion ever made me was just a sinner with a stone tied to my feet. Yeah, I know. That's not the religion of Jesus, is it? I mean, this is no. an utter confusion. But 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 we can look, we can read through the lines and see what he's talking about here, can't we? That that in that, I mean, to be honest though, this this is what kind of makes me think this guy was a, a Lutheran because he would have to go to church every Sunday and say, "I a poor miserable sinner," and 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 that's just no fun, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't like saying that I'm a sinner. Yeah, but yeah. but when you when we come before God and we say that 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 we are poor miserable sinners that nothing of our capacity has the ability to to bring something worthy before God that when when we are completely taken out of it then we must rely 100% on God 
we must put our full faith in, in, in Christ if, if we have nothing to bring before God. But if, if, uh, we, if we don't want to confess that we're sinners, but, but, uh, simply that, that we lack, um, uh, change like this fast line, falling in, falling in love with Jesus brought the change in me, then we just need the motivation to do it. And in this case, the motivation is, is heartfelt love. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, where are we on this cruncher? <clears throat> I mean, look at that same thing. Give me words, I'll misuse them. Obligations, I'll misplace them. Because all religion ever made of me was this thing. So he says, I don't want words. I don't want obligations. I don't want rules. I don't want lines. I don't want truth. I want a relationship. <laughs> oh, please. Mm. Yeah, so go tell your wife that you don't want truth, you want a relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me know how that goes. I wouldn't know, but you, you let me know how that goes. Yeah, I can tell you it's not going to go well. Don't, don't try that. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't let that be my opening line then. All right. Uh, where are we on this question? Did we do clarity? Did we do mysticism? Oh, this clarity's bad. Three, mysticism's off the charts. One. Uh, law gospels miserable, completely <laughs> confounded, and this song is uh, has full of false doctrine. I mean, it's just the anti-doctrinal, uh, pietist, mystic nonsense. All right. Well, uh, I have good I have good news for you though. Yeah. There yeah. there is a possibility in this last song to earn table talk radio points. Oh, good. And I will give you, Pastor Wolf Miller, 500 Table Talk Radio points if you can remember where this song that we're about to crunch come up, came up in Table Talk Radio uh, history. Uh, so, oh, so, so sometimes uh, you're going to you're gonna have to recall. I've been, trying to bl- I've been busy <laughs> trying to block this out of my mind. Well, good. Then you won't get Table Cause Talk I, cause Radio Because I, I want each new Table Talk Radio experience to be new. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's... The final song of the Praise Song Cruncher Marathon. We've made it to the end. This is our this is our friend Chris Tomlin. Hey, and Chris. Good old Chris. It's, it's been a while since we talked to Chris. I know. We need we need to get back on the phone again. Yeah, yeah. We we can play some more contemporary or traditional. Sure. <laughs> I can't believe you played that with him. He must have been like, God, this this, this game is so stupid. <laughs> I see. I mean, I understand this so much better now. You see, the thing is that we could really be helpful. Um, to the guy. I mean, if we, we need were to, to get on there and yeah, we need to get one of these other guys on, and um, and see what they think of our praise song cruncher. I know. Maybe we'll call up um. Hmm. Maybe we'll we'll call up this last guy, uh, Jason Gray, and see what Jason he thinks Gray. of our praise song cruncher. So like, yeah, I grew up Lutheran Church for years. <laughs> I, you know, I would love to. If anybody knows Jason Gray personally. Uh, let us know. Give us a give us a, send us an email. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. I'm gonna try to be his friend on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Anyway, while you check out his Facebook page, uh, this is Chris Tomlin, God of uh, God of the City. You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are, you're the light in this darkness, you're the hope to the hopeless, you're the peace to the restless, you are, there is no one like our God, there is
Josh, does that ring a bell? I do. I remember it, but I can't remember when we had it. <laughs> uh, do you give up? I'll tell you. Yeah, I, uh, wait, is this when we were uh, when we were doing the youth ministry thing? <laughs> and? <laughs> were we, were we, so we were doing our youth ministry survival guide. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't I singing along? <laughs> Close. Along. The the youth speaker we, we were we were cracking. Oh yeah, that's right. He was singing it. <laughs> and we, that's so, right. The youth speaker was singing this song at the at the youth gathering. That's right. What the heck was he doing? That so for? he we, he was talking about uh th- he was talking about the woman at the well, and. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, he said that the angels were singing the song or something. We really need to go back. I should I should have have done this um, before we recorded this marathon. Uh, I'll think, go back, but go ahead and start talking about this uh, this this song, and and I'll uh, see if I can find that. Well, look, uh, I don't have any idea what this is. I mean, you're the god of this city. What is that? Could you just clue me in what city. I mean, is this like Sheboygan or what? <laughs> This city presumably is, I mean, the city wherever you are. But how does he know? I mean, what if, does this saying you're the god of every city? And this is just the one that we happen to be singing about it in? You're the king of these people? Who are these people? You're the lord of this nation? Is this is like a <laughs> like a song he wrote when he visited Jerusalem. Zionist know. sort of thing. I, I mean, I, uh, greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city, um, as opposed to other cities. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't don't ask me. I have no idea. Um, that was there is no one like our God. I agree with that. That was, by the way, show number one hundred and ten, the Table Talk Radio Youth Gathering Survival Kit. What show is this? How many shows have we done? I don't. Um, wow, we as do we this record forever. this on. On uh, October the, Monday, October the fourth, uh, show one eighteen will post tomorrow. Uh, so, um, yeah. You're so, the, so we've been at this for a while. You're the light in the darkness. Hope. We've been doing this for two years. Hoping the hope to the hopeless, the peace to the restless. You are. There's no one like our God. All right. Look. So, okay. So we got to crunch this thing. Yeah. We're we getting good. good at crunching it. There's no Jesus. Okay. No Jesus. Um. There's no clarity. Uh, I mean, if someone could figure out what this means, uh, you're the king of these people. I mean, the word these is, what would you call this? Like an exclusive pronoun or something? Or an exclusive uh, participle? Well, no, what is, that, what is that word for those little, con- oh, yeah, exclusive conjunction? These as opposed to those. And yet, presumably, our friend Chris Tomlin sings this on tour. <laughs> I wonder if when he goes out on tour, he sings this. You're the god of this city. Yeah, Alabama! <laughs> you know? Maybe he does. Yeah, Denver, Denver! You're the god of this city. Are you going to go King hear him in Denver? People. Are you going to go to the Chris Tomlin concert in Denver? I, I keep waiting for the invitation. You for you ought to go there and give him the praise song cruncher. Hand it out of the door. You'll just, you'll have to wait for like three hours after the concert before he comes out for autographs. And you can give him the praise song cruncher. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Okay, uh, so then, uh, so no Jesus, no clarity. Uh, mysticism? Now, let's see here. Mysticism. It's repetitive. Um, greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to die in the city. Yeah, I think I think you have the uh, the hypnotic mantra on this one. I, I think it applies. 
yeah. which is part of the I mean, mysticism I'm, I'm question. I'm kind of, I, I'm almost hypnotized myself just singing <laughs> those two lines right there. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think this is pretty... So mysticism, so three, three, two, two for mysticism, three, uh, three. Yeah, that's about right, two or three. Uh, law and gospel, no. I don't even, I mean, I don't even know. What is this talking about? There's greater things to be done in the city. It's like, this is, hey, I got a secret for you, Evan. Hey, hey, God is going to do something. <laughs> really? Man, that's you should great. write a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. Okay, so explicit false teaching? Nothing? There's no nothing. There's okay. nothing. There's nothing here. There's no false teaching. There's no right teaching. There's no teaching. No. All right. Well, uh, we made it. We made it through the, the Praise Song Cruncher Marathon. We want to hear from you, agree or disagree. Uh, by the way, are we giving away any points for listeners who made it all the way through this thing? Oh, man. Um, let me see how many points I've got. Uh, did I get points for getting that right? Yeah, you got 500 points for for correctly identifying uh, where we've points heard that song like before. Points like the theology of these songs. <laughs> uh, if anyone stuck through, I'm gonna. This is the scale here. You get you get 100 points for each song, each crunch that you stayed through. So if you stayed all the way to the end, you have the possibility of earning 700 points. All right. Well, we want to hear from you if. Uh, uh, you heard this and you disagree with what we're saying. We want to hear from you, especially questions at tabletalkradio.org, or you can give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA. I'm going to send us out of this praise song cruncher marathon with everyone's favorite praise song by a dog, Dogs of Glory. Have you seen this? Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's pretty uh, miserable. The dog looks to his master, I wonder how this one would do on the crunching. I will turn my eyes to Jesus with devotion in my footsteps. I will follow where he leads me down a righteous path to glory in this world of sin and trouble. There's a promise that I'm after and it's better than a bone. I will walk beside still waters with the leash of love around me. I will dance amongst the flowers in fair pastures far and wide. I will stop at all the corners, look both ways before I venture. And when my soul is awakened, I will fetch the cherished prize. Glory, glory. Glory, glory, praise His name. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, praise His name. Now, how does someone think, hey, I got a good idea. <laughs> I'll dress up as a dog. If I could read, I'd read the Bible, cause its words are full of water. It's a water that read, is living can, and it's soothing to my soul. But for now, I'll just be thankful and I'll praise Him for His blessings. Cause His love and grace and mercy is alive and keeps me whole. Everybody now. Glory, glory. I can't do it. Glory, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't make myself howl. Glory, glory. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying. I'm trying here. Glory.
glory, glory, praise Him. 